Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of All Mom No Pros. My name is Rayla. My name is Katie. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about our childhood. Yay! But not just ours, um, our children's, how just kind of how they're growing up now versus how we were growing up, you know, lots and lots of differences, obviously. And how, like, our childhood affects our parenting styles. Yes. And how, like, the little traditions you have translate over. Yeah. If there's any, like, wisdom that your parents gave you as children that you are passing down to your children. Yeah. Yeah. I always like the momisms and the dadisms. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my dad always used to say, like, I don't have any of those. Not that are, like, wisdom, like. Right. Jokes and stuff like that, but nothing that's like, my dad always told me, and I always remember that. Like, I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't have those. Not because he didn't ever say anything wise. He just didn't have the, his catchphrase, so to speak. Right, 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 right. That's true. I mean, I feel like my parents, for the most part, gave pretty good advice. Yeah. My, yeah, mine did too. Just it wasn't like, you know, every time I was in a tight spot, I remember my dad always said, like, I don't have. Yeah. The, don't be a dumbass, but like that's not like a like that. I mean, it could be a mantra, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know why. Like this phrase, I guess, keeps coming into my head. It was never said by my parents, but we actually had this little decorative plate, and it had this woman that was um. She was over a stove and you could just see like pots and pans just like piled up Uh and everything and just dishes everywhere. And I remember the plate saying, thank God for dirty dishes as they have a story to tell. While others may go hungry, we are eating very well. That's pretty cool, actually. Wow. So I remember that like. I mean, even from being a very, very young, young child, I mean, like, we always carried that, like, in our kitchen. It was always hung above the stove, no matter where we lived. Yeah. You know, so, not that it was, like, something that my parents preached us, yeah. but it is something that stuck out to me that I remember. Yeah. So, we didn't have, like, we didn't have stuff like that, like, um, after my dad got remarried when I was eight, uh, Footprints was always in the house somewhere. Mm. So, did there's always some version of it on something somewhere. I have it in my house now. Yeah. Also, it's in the bathroom. It's like a little, a little cross or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, everybody knows footprints. Every, I mean, at least knows what it's about. Right. <clears throat> but I mean, it was really just uh, Katie, stop crying. Katie, eat your dinner. Katie, stop crying. Like, that was pretty much what I heard the most. So, um, I heard no a lot. I actually didn't hear no a lot. Uh, I, I got, um, well, I did, but it was always followed up with exactly what I wanted. So, <laughs> <laughs> well then, well, you know, daddy's little girl, you know, I could yeah. do a little sad lip thing, but you know, there's, I remember, I mean, my dad imposed a whole lot of wisdom though, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, work ethic and stuff like that. There were just no like dadisms that were, you know, dadisms in my house were don't be a dumbass or um you know stuff like that yeah so like he calls every, like he has things like that but you know we all we all remember <laughs> something that he taught us just not in a phrase right so but i think that i mean i don't know how old your parents are 
Oh, sorry. I did not mean to put you on the spot. No. Um, no, that's a great question. Actually, are they in their 60s? No, they're not in their 60s yet. They're not in their 60s yet. So, but close. So, they, so they were 50. born in the 70s? No, JK. Okay, fuck. Do born... I not know how old my parents no, no, they were? No, born no, in 19... they were born in the 60s. If, they, if they're in their 50s, they were born in the 60s. 58. Okay, so they are, yeah, so they're. Oh, okay. Well, they're in the 60s then. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, that sounds bad, but um, <laughs> my relationship with my parents now versus how it was like then okay. is very different now. So, yeah. yes, I have lost track of how old they are. Sorry. Well, no, it's, I, a <laughs> lot of, a lot of people don't know how old their parents are. Yeah. I, I do, but it's, it's a whole thing. A lot of parents can't so, remember how old their children are as they get older. Yes. So yeah, they take that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> my dad's in his seventies. Mm -hmm. So my dad's, my dad is almost 74. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's a lot older than most of my friends. Yeah. And my, most of my, oh, obviously he's older than my friends, but he's older than my friend's, friend's parents. parents. Yes. And, um, so, you know, boomer generation and, you know, my grandparents were part of the greatest generation and it's, it. I have a lot of that parenting style. Yeah. And I believe that I have the good parts of that parenting style, but I know that I've obviously got some of the bad, like the patience. I don't have a very good patience level and, um, you know, high expectations for your children, mm -hmm. you know, like expecting them to know better, right. expecting them to just understand things without mm -hmm. being taught. Cause that, that's, a, that's a total boomer thing, um, <laughs> which is okay. Cause I just, I don't remember learning a lot of things i just remember knowing them right i don't remember the point when i learned how to do this or i learned how to do that i mm -hmm. just remember always knowing it because it's one of those things that's just like a light bulb i guess <clears throat> so my dad doesn't come from a generation where you talk about your feelings right or you even in phone calls with i love you it's we don't mm -hmm. hug we don't <clears throat> it's it's an unspoken thing like we right my dad knows that I love him. He know I know that he loves me. We don't have to talk about it. That's yeah. <laughs> that's me and my dad's relationship. So I am very different though with my daughter on that. Yeah, we were pretty. <clears throat> you know, I would say fairly affectionate. You know, towards each other growing up. I mean, I remember lots of hugs, lots of kisses, lots of just hang out. You know, time and stuff like we would do. You know how like uh, kids do those little coupons for their parents, you know? Yes. Oh my god, we used to do those all the time, and um, like head scratches were a big thing. Like, here's my coupon for head scratch because that's nice. <laughs> um, but stuff like that. I mean, yeah, we that's were pretty cool. open about things. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> it, it wasn't really. Um, we didn't have that kind of thing. But I mean, there was, it's not like my dad didn't hug me. Right. Okay? Like, it's not like, I mean, I'm not going to go there. Um, it's, <laughs> I just can't bring up the whole serial killer thing that we were talking about earlier. Oh Lord, no. So it's not like that. Like I didn't have a lack of hugs, like serial killer, scary type stuff. Uh, there were plenty of hugs. Yeah. But like once you get to like a certain age, then like that just kind of stops. Because right. When like, especially like it becomes inappropriate or anything like that. Um, you know, I used to sit on my dad's lap and he would read me a book when I was a little girl. It wasn't like, you know, that. But like now it's like, you know, we do side hugs mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. And mm -hmm. that's just, and on the flip side, um, you know, my husband's family, they're 
the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like they kiss each other on the cheek and they give huge like hugs and they're very, very affectionate. And that it's not weird to me. It's awkward to me. Yeah. Cause I don't know how to react in that scenario because usually the way I see it is that those types of affections are kind of like reserved for my husband. Hmm. That's what me and my husband do. Yeah. But that's it. So yeah. not knocking it by any means. I just don't, <laughs> I'm just awkward in those situations. It's different for everybody. And uh, I haven't assimilated to it very well. Right. Um, so, but yeah, we, I think I try to be, because of that, it's, I don't view it as a bad thing, but I do try to be more, I don't want to say necessarily affectionate, but I try to be like more understanding, more patient, mm-hmm. um, more understanding <laughs> of feelings, mm-hmm. not overly so. Right. Um, you know, they have to learn to fall. They have to learn to fail. They have to learn to deal with their feelings and mm-hmm. not that I can automatically make them feel better. Sometimes right. I have to let her sit and cry. Sometimes I have to let her sit and be sad so she can process that information. And she's only seven. I get that. But it starts somewhere. Yeah. I think with my girls, I mean, there's definitely no lack of letting out emotion. (laughs) I mean, it is just like open floodgates up in here, you know? Yeah. I mean, but that's how it's always been Mm -hmm. because I've always been surrounded by women, you know? Like, my dad was the only male figure, you know? And now... I mean, I have two girls, and then I have my partner. It's a lot of estrogen. It is a lot of estrogen. You know, it was a lot to, I'm sure, grow up with. It would have been different if we would have had brothers or a brother or if my sister would have been a brother or vice versa. Yeah. You know, but um, I feel like it's really important to be there in those moments, especially when they're they're sick or they're hurt you know uh, yeah just mm-hmm. because th- that is like i know that that was like one of the biggest comforts for me mm-hmm. and anytime that i was not feeling good hurt whatever i i always <laughs> wanted my mother yeah. you know so i mean it's nice to know that i can be that for them and that i have been that for mm-hmm. them i'm never gonna not be that for them and well of course not yeah <clears throat> even after they have grown up and moved away and had life experiences i will always be here to there are times i still call my mom well, of course. about things you know i mean granted our relationship isn't the same but sometimes you just want to talk to your mom yes i don't have i'm not that way necessarily mm-hmm. um but that's so it was just me, my dad, and my brother. Yeah. So way different. A lot of masculinity. A lot of masculinity. A lot testosterone. of testosterone. A lot of, you know, manly man stuff. Like men don't go to the doctor and crying is a sign of weakness and like all that kind of stuff. And my grandfather was no different and he had five boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So uh, my dad's side of the family, we're, we're all very, the, the women are masculine the women that are married in are masculine. It's, it, it's just the way, it, it's just the way we are. Mm-hmm. And so like whenever I would get sick, you know, instead of my dad wasn't, he wasn't affectionate about it. He was like, he didn't, he doesn't like it. He can't stand seeing me in distress. So it's like, okay, 
take your vitamin C. Why aren't you taking your vitamins? You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to get better. And then enter later after he gets remarried. And I had like, so fast forward in high school, I had mono and, uh, it was, it got, it got real bad. And so she laid in the bed with me every night to make sure that I was still breathing. Okay. And got the humidifier and took care of me. And when I got mono, I, I didn't, I wasn't even sick yet. And I came downstairs and she was, I don't know, 30, 40 feet down the hall from me, took one look at me and said, you're not going to school. I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you're sick. Like, I feel fine. I just got out of the shower. My hair's wet. She could see my glands and my neck were swollen. So she's like, well, I'll stay home. I'll stay home. I was like, no, I don't need I'm fine. I don't need you to stay home. She's like, well, I don't, I'm really worried. I was like, I'm, I'm fine. You can go. An hour after she left, I called her bawling. Please come home. I went from perfectly okay to I thought I was dying. I got, it was horrible. And she dropped everything, came home. So like I had that like affectionate side that took care of me when I got sick mm -hmm. to the day, to this point where, um, so when I had COVID like a couple months ago, all I wanted was beans and weenies and cheese dip. Cause that's what she always made me when I was sick. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. 38 years old. And I had COVID and all I wanted was cheese dip and, uh, beans and weenies. <laughs> and I can't make them as good as her. I know it's beans and I know it's hot dogs. I, I can't. I swear to God, it's, I she, get the simplicity of I this. I don't understand why I can't duplicate <laughs> what she does, but it was so like, it's funny how those types of things. And I think about it like, okay, so whenever Ryan gets older, like when she's 38, is she going to be like, if she gets sick, is she going to be like, my mom always did this and this is what I want. And that's kind of neat how mm -hmm. like those things and like, you know, she doesn't like those two things as much as I do. So those won't be her sick things, but right. I, I wish they were. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> Like on that tradition. <clears throat> I feel like growing up, my <laughs> my parents were I wouldn't say like completely carefree when it came to <laughs> us. However, they were very relaxed on a lot of things that uh we were doing, like playing outside was such a big thing you know like that was something that if they wanted to like punish you that's something that they take away from you like no you yes. can't go outside and play with your friends yes me man too. what <clears throat> that was the our punishment the fuck no that's awful why would you do this take away my my nintendo but please let me play with my friends yeah like, right you know yeah. and <clears throat> leaving for an entire like day or afternoon and not knowing exactly where they are, you know, like you relatively know like what group of friends that they're yeah. with, but um, not knowing exactly where they are, what they're up to, not being able to get, you know, directly a hold of them if something were to happen. Yeah, there was no cell phones back then. There was no cell phones back then, absolutely. And then, um, okay, so one thing I will always remember about my mom is that she had a very recognizable whistle and it was loud as fuck. <laughs> okay. So if you were like anywhere in the neighborhood, like you could hear that. And we were like, okay, time to go. Okay. It was either that or when you start seeing the streetlights turn on, yes. you go home. When the streetlights came on, you this had to be is, home. Yeah. It's time to make your way. I could not let my children do that. No. No. 
No. Not even, like, ten years ago when Kira was little and stuff. Like, I would not... I can't imagine. Like, I don't understand what changed on the mindset. Like, I don't have any idea. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, with Ryan, we have the whole, like, the special needs part. But if we're playing in the front yard and she say she's playing with sidewalk chalk and I have to pee, she comes with me. I mean, not, I mean, I make her come inside the house. Right. Like I won't like, I have to, if I'm just going to the refrigerator in the garage to grab a soda or something, a Coke or whatever, like, and she's, I'm like, okay, don't leave. Stay right here. Stay right here. And like, I've got my eye on her the entire, she's in my driveway. She's 10 feet out of the garage. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, I mean, I don't, it's not, I don't, I'm, I'm worried she's going to wander on the street. Right. Like, that's my immediate thing is that she's going to wander off. Yeah. But still, I mean, even with like when my nieces and my nephews were younger, my nieces and nephew were younger, I was the same way mm -hmm. and they weren't special needs. They, they understood. So I just, I mean, we used to ride up and down like on our bikes on major roads. Yeah. And my dad had no idea where we were. Right. And just trusted that we will be home when the lights came on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, man, they're a different breed. Different breed. Absolutely. Kira got a cell phone when she was eight. Okay. This was not my doing. I was against it. Yeah. I did not feel like this is the right age for a child to have a cell phone. Or, you know what? If you're going to give her a cell phone, make it the most basic ass cell phone. Yes. You know, but that did not happen. <laughs> so her first phone was an iPhone. Okay. So there's tons of access already on that. You know, I think the, just kind of like side note, I think one of the biggest mistakes was turning your phone into a little handheld computer. Yes. I think you just needed to leave that for communicating and leave computers for everything else. Yes. You know, like, bam. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> we didn't have any of that kind of stuff growing up. We had awesome board games. We had light brights. Yes. <laughs> we had Teddy Ruxpin, you know, like oh my God, I love we my Teddy had, I, I feel like toys were better back yeah. then. So my, okay. Just quick note. Cause you can love this. Okay. So I had a Teddy Ruxpin, right. And, um, I play with it so much that the bottom, the mouth fall off, <laughs> fell off. Oh, it still worked. It's the thing of nightmares. It was the thing of nightmares <laughs> after the mouth fell off. Moving on. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to leave you you and our listeners with that picture. <laughs> if you know what a Teddy Repskin is and you know the mouth can fall off, and picture it. <laughs> reading, us, reading you Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. But yes, our toys were better. Yes. I feel like our toys were better. I feel like our cartoons and shows were better. Mm -hmm. Um not that they made any more sense than they definitely weren't as educational n well okay i feel like that can go both ways because there was definitely educational shows and then there was definitely like dumb shows that really had no purpose like ren and stimpy yeah. okay i i equivalent ren and stimpy to like spongebob because spongebob yes. is fucking pointless yes it is mindless. Mm -hmm. They were into it for a while. And then as I started watching, I was like, this is literal crap. I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. The only thing that's good about that show, I, I like the theme song. That's really about it. Yeah. And I mean, like we had, you know, I mean, who didn't have a science kit when they were a kid that they like, they almost set the house on fire. Like we had toy, like we had lawn darts. 
we had things that like you had to learn how to be tough. Right. And now it's, you know, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't validate feelings, but you know what? I think that if the constantly being taught that your feelings are validated doesn't prepare you for when people don't. Right. Cause not everybody will. Yeah. Not everybody will. I mean, um, not everyone's going to see your side. I think that I, I agree with the, like the phone. Like, I think it's, you know, there needs to be a kid option and there they have like some watches and they do have some, mm -hmm. but like, it needs to be like just an old school flip phone or even just to like the bar phone, like the old Nokia's where they like, you can play snake on it or logic and that's it. Yeah. And that, that's what they need to have. Mm -hmm. We're no longer connecting with the people around us. I mean, I never see kids playing outside anywhere Yeah. unless they're walking with their parents. Yeah. But like, we would get up in the morning in the summer and we'd get on our bikes and we would disappear and we wouldn't come home. I mean, we get home at Paris. I don't know if we, if we had anything to eat. We drank out of a water hose. I mean, not really. I mean, we had 97 friends in the neighborhood. You just go to whoever's house is close and say, Hey, I'm hungry. And they, the, the adult in the house feeds you. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to just like walk outside and walk down the street to your friend's house, knock on the door and be like, Hey, can so-and-so come outside to play? Mm-hmm. It just does not happen anymore. I wouldn't let Ryan walk across the street to Chad's house. No. I, I I don't trust the people in my neighborhood. I don't trust the cars driving up and down the road. Literally, like, Sadie's <laughs> friends are, you know, like, 500 feet away. You know, that's really not that far. Yeah. So, but especially in my neighborhood, because we have such a big problem with people speeding through here, and yes. I am on a major road to get through the neighborhood. Yeah, if we were on one of the side streets, not so much a big deal. There is a side street that there are a crap ton of girls that play out there all the time. And that's the thing. It's like they get to have that. Mm -hmm. They get to have that. But they don't because I don't trust it out here. Yeah. Well, and that's that's part of the reason why I wouldn't even let Ryan like across the street. Because so we're three houses from the end of the street, which that sounds like a lot. It's really not. And um, there's a a young man, young kid or whatever, he lives at like nine houses down, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. He lives down the street and his friends will come over and they come tearing around the corner and they're going really fast. And like the first time I complained about it, I was like, oh my God, am I that get off my lawn or slow down like old man that you always hear about? And it's like, you know, I never really cared about it too much. And then we had a kid. And so like we went down there and we told him like, hey, like, we're not trying to be those people, but can you tell your homies to like slow down? Like they're turning a corner, first of all. And so they don't know what's out here. And, you know, a lot of people have kids. Can you just be a little bit more mindful? And he was, they were all very nice about it. And they all did. But it's like, she's tiny and people park on the street sometimes. So you can't always see. So I just, I don't, I don't understand where the latchkey thing got lost between my parents and myself. Mm -hmm. Like what happened? Like, why aren't we that way? Cause we obviously survived. Right. And not to say that a lot of things that are big and prevalent now weren't when we were kids, yeah. I feel like we are more aware of it now because it is literally being thrown in our face every which way you go. Yeah. You know, like on TV, on your phone, on social media, like everything. And it's so distracting and it's so upsetting because it's so easy to get overwhelmed by all the shit that is going on that is involving kids. Mm -hmm. 
these shootings yeah are fucking insane and i don't i just don't get it i don't i don't understand why that's the go-to option that's what i'm saying like i mean you know when bad stuff would happen at school like we would go to a counselor we'd go to a teacher we go to i'm not saying they're not doing that i'm not i'm not not trying to say I have the solution. I'm just saying about what it was like when I was a kid. Yeah. When you had a major problem with another kid, you took it to a teacher or a principal, you took it to a counselor, you took it to your parents. Or you old school duked it out, which you, was fine. You yeah, know, and, like if you guys want to fight, people are going to fight. You know, yeah. like people have been fighting since the dawn of time. Okay. That's how you Absolutely. settle some things. Okay. And it's unfortunate, but yeah, sometimes that's, I mean, you got to, Yes. You you have to learn that sometimes maybe you need to get your ass kicked. Sometimes, you know what? You can't treat people like crap because you're going to get knocked down. And, and this whole like constantly like we're protecting everybody and keeping everybody in this nice little bubble. Well, as soon as somebody starts to pop that bubble, they freak out and they lose their emotional maturity. They don't know how to react. They don't know how to handle that. And I mean, it's like, you know, whenever, and I, and I don't want, I definitely don't want anybody to get any hate for this. And I don't want this to come across the wrong way. So like, like fun, fair, positive soccer. Okay. I was an athlete from the time I was four until the time I got injured and like at, right after high school. So I played all different types of sports and everything else. And it was the competition was it. And we didn't have, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a ribbon. Everybody gets acknowledged. It was, you didn't try hard enough. Now, if you tried your best and you lost, then that was a motivational thing to, Hey, you know what? Maybe we need to work a little harder. Maybe we need to do this. It was a learning experience. And now it's like, but I genuinely think that starting fun, fair, positive soccer or participation trophies. And I said this 15 years ago, that it's a problem. Like when my nephew was doing it, I was like, this is a problem because you're teaching kids that either putting in minimal effort is okay or the fact that even though you didn't succeed at something you still get rewarded yeah and you're so you're just as entitled to a trophy for doing the minimum amount and now we have all of these kids that have come out and they're entitled they think well i deserve i should i deserve i'm entitled to a house because i exist no you're not yeah um you know yes it was easier for our parents <clears throat> and you know inflation market you know, minimum wage, whatever you want to call it. Yes, it was different for them, but life was also a lot harder for them. Mm -hmm. And people tend to forget that. Um, the technology that we have today has made information at our fingertips has made, I mean, getting an education, being able to, to, you know, work remotely, have work-life balance. We have things that older generations could only dream of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, cool. They got a house, but they couldn't keep in touch with their family with videos and FaceTime. They couldn't, you know, get in their car and just drive somewhere, just know where to go because the phone told them to. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah, that was definitely a thing that we thought it was, you know, like, so futuristic, you know? Like, oh, yeah. You're going to have um, a robot tell you how to get somewhere. How to get somewhere. Yeah. I remember having a legit freak out about that when we were in the car driving. I remember I was a kid and we were driving somewhere and I was thinking, I was like, you are going to have to remember where everything is. Oh my God. Yeah. 
my dad made sure I, like, I remember, uh, when I, before I started how to drive, my dad made sure I could read maps when we go on, uh, like road trips and stuff. He would give me the map and he's like, okay, you got to tell me where to go. Mm-hmm. I was like, but you know where to go. And he's like, but you need to learn. So you're going to have to tell me. And I'd have this big, huge map, like, you know, the, uh, the Griswolds or whatever, and mm-hmm. like road trips. And I'm sitting there and I'm like following the map and I'm looking at exit numbers and trying to make sure to keep where we are. And I, you know, whenever I got my first car, he made sure that he's like, okay, here's a key mat. You got to learn how to read a key mat. And it amazes me how many people cannot open up a map and figure out where they are or how to get where they're going without it being on their phone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, which I understand if you've never had to do that, I get it, but it's, those are the types of lessons that my dad taught me. And I think that sometimes people take for granted the, the advantages they have mm-hmm. and forget, like I, I mentioned this earlier, like people dig at boomers a lot and I, and I do get it, um, to an extent, my dad's a boomer. And so I kind of take it personal. Um, my dad's a great guy. So y'all can all suck it. Cause he's awesome. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No hate. Um, but you have to put yourself in those shoes when my dad was in when my dad was in elementary school, schools were still segregated. He went through segregation. He went through um, the desegregation of schools. The guy has seen a lot. Y'all got to give him a break sometimes because we'll be those people someday. Mm-hmm. And there will be a generation that's constantly talking about how bad you are. No matter what, because mm-hmm. they can't see that far in the future. Right. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, participation trophies. So <laughs> I still, I'm always going to be stuck on that one. How... Um... When it comes to like punishments and getting in trouble, how was that handled with you, and how do you feel like that translates into how you deal with Ryan when she just thinks that she's possible too? <laughs> so, um, before my dad got married, uh, <laughs> my dad—I love my dad. He's he's tough. Like he either fear him to the point where you respect him, or you respect him to the point you fear him. But either way, you do both. You mm-hmm. fear him and respect him. Um, when it came to me and my brother, he was a pushover. We could manipulate, um, we could manipulate if we needed to Mm -hmm. and, uh, kind of get what we wanted. But when we did do something really bad, it was, we didn't want to get in trouble because we were scared we were going to disappoint him. And like little things like we're fighting and he would get mad at us, but like, it was scary. Mm -hmm. I got spanked one time Mm -hmm. and, uh, I really tried very hard to never do anything to one, not get spanked again, because I mean, obviously, you know, it's not fun, but two, my dad was very upset. Like it didn't, it's not like my dad was like, ha ha, I spanked you. He was not like it, it bothered him. And he, you could see that he was disappointed. And, uh, after he got married, then I had, you know, I had kind of two disciplinarians because my stepmom is, was, oh, she was no pushover. Yeah. Oh my God. And, uh, didn't have any problem yelling or anything saying like just straight shooter. Right. So the one thing I have tried to do is, um, the, the punishments that were bad that I remember in a negative light, I try to remember that whenever Ryan does something, she's not supposed to, Mm -hmm. I try more to, instead of just get mad at her, explain to her why she can't like, why she shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Not like, okay, I'm not telling you to do this because it's me. You have to listen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you why you have to do this. 
because of this reason. Right. So it's, I'm not being a bitch. I'm not being that parent. I'm going to give you the reason I'm going to keep. And you know, there is a limit, Mm -hmm. but the first time I try to explain like, well, why don't like essentially like whenever I, okay, Ryan, stop playing with the door because she'll hold the door open and mosquitoes come in. And then she just stands there and ignores me. I explain to her why. And then if she doesn't shut the door after I've explained to her why I don't want the door open, then I get up and I make her shut the door. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But it, that's how I've done it. I don't know how, like, I I try to be a little bit more sensitive than my parents were, but also remember that what my parents did worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I try to mold that. Yeah. Hope, and hoping that it works. Like, and, and he's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And his, like, you know... Um, not exact opposite, but he's a lot more patient with her and doesn't get mad. Yeah. So where I'm the angry one, I guess, I guess, I don't know. What about you? Um, well, growing up, I definitely, there was no lack of getting in trouble. So, um, there's that. I remember being very dramatic as a child, which I I still have a hard time believing you being dramatic like that. I'm a wonderful story to tell about that, but um, I see a lot of that in Sadie, so I feel like when it comes to Sadie, I should understand more. I mean, I empathize with her more because I am also a second child, okay? Like, I understand a lot of her feelings and her perspectives, but then also I am not understanding her feelings and perspectives, (laughs) at the same time you know like I do but I don't because like I remember being there I remember being like just impatient about literally everything I could not wait if you told me we were doing something next week no I needed to do it now you know and I see a lot of that in Sadie um when it comes to when I got in trouble if it warranted a uh like a spanking or something like that yeah i immediately like did something stupid that like i shouldn't have done you know that that was a pretty quick thing but if it was something that they heard about like you know something that happened between like me and a friend or whatever then yeah there would be punishments but it would be like okay well you can't go outside and play or just You have to go to your room, okay, which sucked but wasn't, like, always terrible because even at that age, you know, like, you still had your imagination and you could make things happen in your room. I mean, it was short-lived, but still. I had a TV in my room, so. Well, we also had a basement, too, which was oh, pretty well, cool yeah, growing not, up. Yeah, it's not. Cool and scary at the same time. I always imagine that basements, all basements are terrifying. <laughs> I've been in two basements in my entire life. Eventually they got cool. I mean, because they had like built some like walls up and stuff. So we had separated out um, like a, a, it was like a laundry room slash hardware Mm -hmm. room, workbench, whatever. And then in the next room that kind of like went around in like a little like L shape, it was like the laundry room. And then when we got a computer, it went down there. Um, And then in the corner of that L, I feel like it was just like a bunch of storage stuff. And then it was like a spare bedroom. We had a spare bed. We had like a whatever. That was always the hardest part to deal with that part, that back room, because yeah. I was like, Oof. 
Yeah. Everything else seemed okay. I mean, it was big. We used to play down here all the time. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been into one of them was absolutely terrifying. Um, like creepy, but it was a very, very old house, like turn yeah. of the century. Yeah. And it had like the old cold, uh, old coal shoots mm. where like the house, how the house was heated yeah. and stuff like that. And so we were up North and visiting family and we went to a friend's yeah. and it's, so it's the house that she's renting or living in or whatever. And it's got like that. And I'm like, there's like, there could be a body back there. Like, right. I mean, I just like that. You could just, it's just, right. It's terrifying. And then, um, you know, his dad's is, his, is like half finished mm -hmm. and it's got like a pool table. And then he has just like a massive storage and it's like, but even like, even then, like it's finished. And I'm just like, something, it's just creepy. Like, yeah. I don't, it's not creepy. It's completely open. It's not like a weird, like closet to get yeah. down to the basement. Like it's just nice open. Punishment. Yeah, exactly. It's a new house like that. Like I can imagine like if I was a kid, that would be my punishment. Go to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> not like Ed Kemper style, but yeah, yeah like go to the basement. And, uh, but yeah, I just, that, but it was the go to your room. Can't go outside. I feel like if I got in trouble with my mom, Mm. it was something that I felt like I could possibly negotiate with her about depending on what it was, you know, <laughs> like really depending on what it was. But <laughs> if it got to the point where it had to go to my dad, uh -huh. then I knew I was in trouble. Okay. There was an instance where I knew he was going to come after me and spake me. I can't remember what exactly I did, but I remember he was, coming into my room and I was, my window was open and I was screaming out of my window, someone help me. Oh God. And then my dad got a hold of me and then I managed to slip out from his, his hold and I booked it out the front door and started running down the street. My dad had to run after me. It was not good after that. Okay. Yeah. I can imagine, um, you know, Honestly, at this point, I don't remember what happened after that. Not to say that it got that bad, okay? Um, but that was a long time ago, and that's just kind of like what stuck out about that yeah. experience. Um, everybody on our street, you know, like, we knew everybody. Yeah. You know, for the most part. And, um, yeah, it was it was hilarious. Um, definitely didn't want to get the spankings from my dad because yeah. he... I remember getting a paddle one time, like, and that's old school. That's old Damn. school. I could not use an object on my children. I could not, but I have spanked my children before. Yeah. See, okay. So I haven't, I haven't done that to Ryan. Like I've swatted her hand. Yeah. And I have like forcefully like picked her up and moved her. Yeah. Uh, Cause she does this thing where she'll like, if you're laying down, she will get next to you and she'll do this thing with her elbow and she digs it into your side. We don't know why. We don't know what it is. We've asked her. We don't, she can't explain it. I don't know. And like, if you tell her don't do it, it's, then she gets fixated mm. and then she keeps doing it and she does it harder and it hurts. Yeah. Like it's fucking painful. Yeah. And, um, so I have forcefully like, Ryan, stop. And I'll pick her up and I'll move her. Yeah. And she like, she'll lose her shit. Like yeah. she freaks out. But, um, but I've, I swatted her hand like once or twice, not hard, just like little mm -hmm. love tap type thing. Um, and then what, unfortunately what that has done is that whenever she'll, when she does something then she'll do it to herself. Mm. So like, she's like, so she's taking it, she's doing, she's taking that lesson a very wrong way. Mm. So, okay. So what do you do then for punishment? 
Do you like take away phones? What do you do? Well, um, depending on the kid, yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Kira doesn't get in trouble too often, but when she does, I take away, yes, all of her devices. And she has all of the devices, okay? She has yeah. a laptop. She has an iPad. She has a iPhone. She's got all that shit, you know? So I, I cut off your communication. I cut off your communication because that's what you are literally doing all the time. And not to say that, like, I'm taking away her ability to, like, draw and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, she can draw on paper with all of her, you know, like, uh-huh. pencils and pens and like stuff like that. To. Exactly. Like, real drawing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always have to be using your iPad for it, which she doesn't. I mean, she does a little bit. But that's what I do for her. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you can't see your friends, obviously. You know, no sleepovers, no hangouts, anything like that. Uh, for Sadie, it's, yeah, no TV because she doesn't, I don't let her have tablets or anything like that here. She doesn't have any of that technology stuff, which does create problems sometimes because, you know, her sister has all the things and she has none of the things, but she also doesn't realize that I am not the one that gave her those things. Yeah. Her dads gave her those things, you know? Well, they're also, there's also a very big, big age difference. Yes. So that's the other, like, that's also, it's hard for her to understand. Yes. But that's why, because I'm sure by the time she's 14, yes. she'll have all the things too. Yes. Uh, well, maybe. We'll see. But. Well, there's no telling what, what, what seven years is going to look like. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. But even when Kira was younger, um, definitely couldn't hang out with her friends. You know, she had friends that lived across the street. Couldn't do that. Can't watch movies. Can't watch TV. Um you're basically like stuck in your room and it's not like you have lack of entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Like entertain yourself. Yes. Okay. You have tons of toys. There were so many times where, um, okay. So I think it was for (laughs) Kira's seventh birthday. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember like these times with her and it's really hard because going through these times with Sadie is very trying. But then I also look back and I'm like, I went through a similar phase like this with Kira. So, okay, sure. It'll pass. Fingers crossed. (laughs) But for Kira's seventh birthday, I remember she was just being, like, so disobedient and, like, wasn't listening and, you know, like, wouldn't do what we told her to. And not that she was, like, directly, like, defiant, but, you know, it's like we'd ask her to do something and she would just, like, you know, go and do something else and not do it. And I'd come back and be like, oh, why isn't this done? Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> where was I going? You were talking about, um, at what one thing that you did for Kira when she was younger. Or oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was coming up on her seventh birthday and there was question on whether or not we were even going to like do a party for her because we were like, do you even like deserve it at this point? You know, mm-hmm. like, damn. And, um, so just being the softies that we are, she really wanted an American girl doll. Okay, those things are not cheap. Yeah. You're talking about mm -hmm. over $100 for a doll, okay? My niece has a bunch of them. Yeah. So we decided that her birthday is not going to be a 100% loss because we feel like that's mean. Yeah. Okay. So we decided, because, I mean, she did improve a little bit. 
But we decided to like blindfold her and take her to American Girl and she was so excited. She was like, I have video of it, you know, like she was just over the moon and we were there for like over an hour trying to pick out the one that she wanted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, so then we get home from that and then my family's at the house and we do like a little, you know, like cake and dinner thing, you know? So, I mean, she had a celebration. It just wasn't with all of her friends there too. Yeah. So this American girl doll, I'm, like, seeing it in her toy box. I'm seeing it under her bed. Not really seeing her engage with it yeah. at all. And so I was like, what's what's up with that? You know, like, why aren't you playing with this? Because, like, I told her, I was like, if you get this doll, I don't want to hear I'm bored. Ever. Like, ever. <laughs> yeah. It, it better be some time before mm-hmm. I hear that. And it was within, like, days you know, like, oh, I'm bored. Oh, well, where's your doll? Well, like, now she's scared of it. Now she's scared of it because she was sleeping and she forgot where she put it and she woke up and it was just, like, laying there, like, looking at her or some shit. I don't know. But anyway, it turned into fear, but also that she didn't want to let go because I was like, all right, well, if you're not going to play with this doll, we're taking it back. Well, yeah. We're taking it back. And she was like, What? No, and it was like this whole thing, and I was like, "Well, one, why are you trying to keep a hold of a toy that you're now scared of?" Mm. And two, you said you really wanted it, and now you're not even playing with it. So no, this is going to be a lesson learned. So Mm -hmm. we went back to the American Girl store. We went back and returned the doll, and I took that money and I bought her clothes. Yeah. So I've been pretty lucky. We don't have to. Punishment's not really something we have to do with Ryan. Like, the kind of stuff that she does is, like, it's, like, immediate stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, okay, come here. We're going to brush her hair. And then mm-hmm. she, like, takes off. And then she gets, or, like, she defiant. Like, she doesn't listen. Like, okay, so last night I was working on your wreath that I forgot. <laughs> Still mad about that. <laughs> um, and so I had some stuff out. And she she kept playing with it. And I, and I told her, I was like, Ryan, I was like, don't touch that. I was like, you are in mommy's office and you have all of your dinosaurs and everything in the world, everything in the planet to play with. I swear to God, it looks mm-hmm. like Toys R Us went out of business because we bought it and it's in my home. <laughs> and, um, I mean, there's toys in every single room of the house. Like go, like you could stay in here, mm-hmm. but play with your toys. Not my, not my stuff. So she keeps touching it. And I said, Ryan, don't touch it. And then she'll sign. Don't. And then she'll, she'll go like this. I'm like, you're not crying. You're mad. Cause I said, don't. I said, but I don't, I was like, you know, and then I'll, I'll say like, okay, did I ask you not to touch it? Yes. Did you touch it? Yes. I was like, okay. So you see the problem then I was like, you, I was like, you need to listen. And so she looks at me and I shit you not. And I know y'all can't see me, but she reaches out of her hand and with one finger just puts her finger on it and then just stares at me. Yeah. See, like I take that as like a challenge. Yes. And um, like I told you earlier, we have this game in this house that we in my house that we call "Mommy Wins," <laughs> and it's exactly what it sounds like. Mommy fucking wins. Yeah. So I took all of that stuff and I put it on the other side, and I said, "Okay, well, now you don't don't even get the chance to touch it because I was in the way." Mm-hmm. And so then she's mama, and she signs crying, and she says, "Don't," and then puts her finger out, "Don't touch," and I said, "Yes." 
I was like, I asked you three times. I said, the first time I was very nice about it. I said, the second time I explained to you why I didn't want you to touch it. And the third time I asked you if you understood and you said, yes. So then you chose to touch it. Well, now you don't have the chance to touch it. Mm -hmm. I said, and if you keep doing that, I said, then you can go in any other room of the house except in here. Yeah. And then she got mad and then she got upset and then she started crying. And so, um, I said, okay, we're done. I was like, we're done. And I wasn't done doing what I needed to do. Right. But she wasn't, she's not going to stop. So I said, okay, we're done. Mm -hmm. So I put everything up and I got her and I turned the light off and then she said, mommy. And then she said like pointing, like she wanted to stay in the office. I said, nope, we're done. I said, you can't listen. Then we're done. And so I was like, you can play with your tablet. I said, you can play, you know, Legos on the TV. Uh, the, she's got dress. Well, I have Jurassic Park Lego version or whatever mm-hmm. on the PlayStation. So, you know, I was like, you can play that. You can play in your room where you have 9 million toys. I said, you can play with your dinosaurs in mommy's room. So you can do anything that you want. I said, we can even go outside and play if you want. I said, but we're not going in the office. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as she got distracted and started playing with something else, I went back to the office and finished what I needed to do. Yeah. So like though, like that's the kind of punishment mm-hmm. that we do. Like it's it's for stuff that's very short lived. Yeah. Um, she doesn't do anything that merits like an entire day. Um, although I will say she she's spoiled, and if we had to like take away her tablet for a day, if we had to take her tablet to the to the doctor whenever she cracked like she stepped on the stepped on it and like shattered the entire screen. The guy was like, "Well, this is like the worst I've ever seen." <laughs> um, so we had, we told her, we took it to the tablet doctor and, uh, this was like a year or so ago. And she asked for her tablet incessantly for the whole three hours it was gone. Wouldn't stop. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Ryan, we're like, Ryan, babe, it's not here. We don't have it. So like, uh, like I think that the ultimate punishment would be to take away her tablet. Yeah. But unfortunately, her tablet is part of how she communicates. Mm-hmm. It does have her speech t- her speech program on there. So yeah. But we will take that one away. We'll give her a little tablet. Well, you need to play with your little tablet. It's mm-hmm. got books on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've done that with Sadie though. Like, all right, if you keep this up, we're not doing this. You know, like I will have a day planned out mm-hmm. for us to do things. You know, and it's like. I have expectations of how I want it to go. Yes. But then it always gets intruded by her just like not being appreciative of like what it is we're doing. Okay. Mm. Like we don't do this all the time. And okay. So we have other things to do. So it's time to move on. We're going to do other things. And but when you just straight up have like a huge blown out bitch fit about <laughs> why, you know, we can't stay at the park, you know, 10 more minutes and because I have, you know, like we're going to go see a movie or we're going to go get ice cream right yeah. now or something, you know, it's like I, I wasn't done and already you're like ruining it, you know, yes. like <laughs> um that's that's one of the things with with Sadie I feel like is that she just doesn't um and I've had these talks with her you know like you need to appreciate the things that you have you know because honestly there are so many kids out there that don't have access to this there are so many kids out there that don't even have one toy Sadie and yeah. you have all of those things in there that's what we whenever we had to get rid of a lot of Ryan's toys because she still plays with all of her toys and mm-hmm. it's like they're always like oh we'll just get rid of them you know when she's not looking she won't notice yeah and she will 
Yeah. Mm, she absolutely will. Yeah. Because she'll see something on TV and then she'll use her imagination and know that this toy could represent that thing. Yeah. And she plays with something that she got four years ago. Yeah. And yes, whenever it's gone, she'll mm-hmm. freak out. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. So we had to explain to her, okay, so, you know, we're, we'll, we told her there are kids out there that don't have toys mm-hmm. or they don't have stuffed animals or don't have stuff like that. And that she has a lot. And if she, would she like to share? Because she, I will say sharing is a problem with her. Yeah. She doesn't like to share with like myself or my husband she will share with other kids yeah but she won't share with us right she'll flat out tell me no like can i have a bite can i have a bite of your pizza no (laughs) i'm like please no oh okay or she'll just come take whatever you have i I don't know if it's like well you're my parents you're supposed to give me everything right um but so we we like tried that and like she started put like like, everything that's in here you're not getting back it's going away and that's it and like, so she's like putting stuff in there and like, she, like, we try to get her involved. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that was the thought process. Like we tried the other way and it didn't work. So we were like, okay, we did it this way. Yeah. And we kind of avoided the bitch fit on that at least. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I, I think in all, in all honesty, we're very lucky though, because a lot of the, a lot of the problems that a lot of people have, we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have completely different problems. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have a whole different set our, of problems our, that you have to deal are, with. Yeah, are some are very different than the average person. So mm-hmm. a lot of the problems that like like we don't have like punishment problems. We don't. We have very little talking back. I mean, yes, of course, she can't talk, but you know, she'll sign no. Yeah, she doesn't put that fucking face, man. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, she's she is a sasshole. Yeah, a hundred percent. She she is a sasshole. Um, I love her to death. But it's, it's just a sassy attitude mm-hmm. and she can be mean about it. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I like that though, because I finally, am, we're finally seeing some assertive behavior from her Yeah. and expressive behavior, mm-hmm. which is new. So while it may not be the, the expressive behavior I prefer, at least we're starting to see something Yeah. and then we can start to, you know, try to not mold it, mm-hmm. but teach her controlling, sure. you know, the emotions at least we're getting better at that. Yeah. Um, are there anything, are there things that, um, that you want to do differently than your parents or things that you want to do the same? Well, I think in an overall sense, you know, I, I'm not in prison. I'm not <laughs> a drug addict. I'm not a psychopath. Not a serial killer. Not a serial killer, you know. So I think that I can say that I did a job well done if my kids end up going the same. Yes. You know, um, <clears throat> granted, a lot of the things that I went through growing up, I would prefer that they avoid because obviously you don't want your children making the same mistakes that you do but I mean that's Agreed. part of you know like living life and having experiences well they have to learn somehow exactly sometimes you have to learn by failing yeah but um I don't know I feel like um my parents were never really like college forward or mm-hmm. anything like that which I'm not with Kira I mean if she ends up like wanting to go, absolutely, I support it. Um, definitely try and get a scholarship. Yeah, <laughs> but um, just like what we know of colleges, like now versus yes. you know, like this is the course of what you have to do. You know, like there are so many options 
for kids now outside of yeah spending another four years in school you know Mm -hmm. spending all kinds of money putting yourself into debt and not even doing anything with the degree that you come out with yeah it's such a common story and i don't want that for them i know i'm that story i graduated so 14 years ago college was very different than it is today yeah and but even then it was still kind of going more towards like um and please don't take any offense to this the classes have nothing to do with finding a job or anything it's 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 i mean you literally you are only taking it for the fact that you get a degree and when employers look at resumes they only see if you have a degree exactly the next person could not have a degree and be way more qualified exactly and like you know the there some of the classes that you could take like i mean there was actually a class on like i mean you could and i'm i don't want any hate for this so please just understand i'm not knocking the class or anything gender studies explain to me yeah explain to me that one and i don't mean that in a bad way it's more of a is that going to if you're if you're taking a it's, uh but either way so college i know that like my parents were college forward mm-hmm. and i don't know if i want to be with ryan yeah because there's so many options like trade school and oh yeah you know things that could be or just more geared towards maybe what she wants to do yeah um and so i agree with that 100 mm-hmm. percent uh my dad was very pushed college massive yeah and i tried you know i tried it i didn't want to do it and then i quit and then i went back yeah. and i found kind of my way mm-hmm. but I, I i really feel that the only reason why i did is because he pushed me yeah i feel like my parents were like fine if we were passing you know like they yeah. were they weren't like okay well you have to get a's you have to get b's or whatever it wasn't like that at all it was you know like okay make it through school okay and you know if you want to do college go for it but you're going to have to figure that out on your own so it was never really enforced by them and with Kira and with Sadie you know like I want them to do well but I am by no means a helicopter mom yeah I am not telling Kira that she's going to get in trouble if she doesn't make A's you know but the fact that I know what she's capable of I will hold her to that see and that's I think that's more more geared to where like like I would want to do with Ryan yeah I completely agree Mm -hmm. like kind of push him to what you know like Yes, I Absolutely. agree. I just, I, and like with Ryan, like I would want to do the same thing. Yeah. So whatever's best for her is where I'm going to push her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I feel like maybe just being like a little bit more encouraging with my kids okay. about their education than my parents were with me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I would. Mm, so as far as like the disciplinarian, like negativity, mm. um, my my dad has a tendency to be kind of negative sometimes, which not a knock, right? right. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm very much like my father. <sighs> very much. Not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm a lot like my dad. And um, I would, I want to try to be a little less negative mm-hmm. about life in general. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you'll find your way. It's not all like if you don't make the right choices, then your life is going to fall apart type of thing. Right. Um, I want to try to be a little bit more positive, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more um, encouraging. Like my dad was always very encouraging with me, but it was always like, I know you can do better. Yeah. Um, 
I want her to, I want her to succeed, not out of fear yeah, <laughs> of me, but I also, I hope that I can be as encouraging though, as he was. Yeah. Um, you know, it was me, my dad and my brother for a long time. And my dad was always very, uh, you don't need anybody to succeed. You don't mm-hmm. need anybody to take care of you. You can do everything. You can do anything that you want to do. If you put your mind to it. And while, yes, I know that's kind of cliche. I mean, it, it wasn't like you can be president. I mean, no, you know, no. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, if you want, if you want to, if you want to make this volleyball team, you can do it. You yeah. just have to work hard. Right. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a blanket statement where you could, you could be the first female president. You could be an astronaut. You could go, yeah. to, you could go to Mars. It wasn't like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. like shoot for the stars kind of thing. Yeah. It was, Hey, you know what? This is that this is the club volleyball team you want to be on. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how do we make this happen? You can do it. Yeah, you just have to work hard. And I did that, mm-hmm. and I made those teams. And he taught me how to be self aware, how to how to critique myself. I do it. I excelled at that one. I'm my own worst critic. But he taught me how to be um, confident in my abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I am very self conscious, I I know I believe I'm smart. I believe I'm capable and that's because he spent my entire childhood teaching me that I was. Yeah. That just because I was a woman doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, doesn't mean that I can't do this. Doesn't mean I can't be that or I can't learn something. Yeah. Um, he was very much that way. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I took it. Mm-hmm. It He may have been trying to send me a completely different message, <laughs> but the message that I got from it was I don't need a man to take care of me and I don't. Jay's never had to take care of me because I would do it whenever I wanted a new car. I got a new car. I did it myself. I don't need him. He didn't go with me. I said, Hey, I bought a car by the way. We got to go pick it up next week. And also he's like, what'd you get? He didn't even know what I was getting. Um, I mean, obviously we budgeted, but I'm just saying, uh, I, I, I hope that I can instill that in in her Mm -hmm. that while, but the, the caveat here is letting her know that it's okay to ask for help. Because yeah. that's the one thing, like, he, he instilled that in me to the point where I took it a little too far. Yeah. And that if I can't do something, then that means I'm failing. Yeah. And, you know, I want her to know that she can always ask for help, that there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, but she needs to be able to be independent. Yeah. And because of her setbacks and her, her chromosome deletion, we're a little worried that independence may potentially be unobtainable for her anyway. Yeah. So I'm trying to prepare her with the hope that she will be able to go out on her own and Mm -hmm. be able to be her own person, but independence, even if she's not, like if she has to stay with us forever, I still want her to be, have independent thought, independent mind. Mm -hmm. Um, even if, you know, being able to have that kind of confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, and if we are on the right track, I mean, I'm seeing it now because she's a little shit. So (laughs) she's, she's a little sassy and she, but she, she runs to the beat of her own drum. She does everything. And she's a very independent child. Something that I feel confident as a mom with Kira is that I know she knows that I am there for her and that I am never going to turn my back on her. I am never going to leave her or abandon her. You know, Um, I think if anything, 
if I know that she feels that security from me, I'm good. That's awesome. And I want that for Sadie too. You know, I want her to be 14 and still like being around me and wanting to be like silly with Mm -hmm. me and, you know, all of that because it can go very different ways, you know, (laughs) like I feel like I'm very fortunate with Kira that she is who she is, you know, she's a wonderful kid. She's She's awesome. She's extremely creative. She's very outgoing when she wants to be, but, um, she's very funny. She's hilarious. She's so funny. She's so... yeah, she's great. She's very much like you in that way. She's very animated, but in a very subtle way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you could miss it. Like, you, if you're not paying attention, you could miss that awesome spark mm-hmm. sometimes. I think she's awesome. Yeah. And then, and Sadie is just you, just outward. Pretty much. She is just you, and a, just a spitfire. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think if you, if you do that with Kira, then Sadie's going to see that. I hope so. Um, again, being the second child, I know it's very different and I by no means can compare the two because they are not the same. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I technically am the only same part about them, you know, because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> yeah, technically because I mean, they come from, you know, half different, very, you know, like very different bloodlines and families and personalities and stuff like that you know so it's interesting but something my mom always told me and my sister growing up even though we fought all the time is that whenever we do get older is that we are going to be like best friends and we are going to always be there for each other and everything and back then we were like no we're not <laughs> fuck that hoe. No. <laughs> okay, we were not saying fuck that hoe at nine. Yeah. But um you're thinking it. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but that's something, even though the, the age gap is a little bit bigger between Kira and Sadie, I really hope that even though they have like different, you know, like upbringings and everything, their their childhoods are very, very different from each other. Um I really hope that once they become young adults that they they come together and yeah, they I actually always, have a sisterhood. I always I was all, I always hoped that me and my brother were going to be like that and we had a very short period of time where we were mm-hmm. uh as adults. Um we're about 5 years apart mm-hmm. and um while we both have the same parents, <laughs> uh we have vastly different childhoods. Yeah. Even I mean even when we were living in the same house and my dad got remarried, our childhoods were still vastly different. Yeah. Even living in the same house. Um, we're just, we're too much alike. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it just, it doesn't, uh, but I also am, I would consider myself absolutely like the black sheep of the family. They all think I'm weird. Not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. just think I'm weird. And um, so I'm on the outside kind of looking in a lot. Like I'm not, I don't like a lot of attention, especially at the family like gatherings and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I spend a lot of time sitting back and watching Yeah. and however, like how my family interacts and everything. And that's where I pick up a lot of stuff when I was a kid, um, like stuff that my dad did. And, um, you know, as I, the older I get, I remember those things and try to apply it. Like, okay, I remember my dad told Mike this once, you know, or, um, this is the lesson he was trying to impose on this sibling or whatever. And I remember sitting back cause that is one thing my dad always taught me is do the best you can to always learn from someone else's mistake. That's actually, you know what? That is, one there thing. you go. And it actually, no, as soon as I said, that, I was like, wow, that is something. 
That is one thing that he did preach to me. He's like, you have three older siblings by a lot. Don't make their mistakes. You have the ability to see three people continuously make the same mistakes. Don't do it again. Yeah. And for the most part, I didn't repeat a lot of their mistakes. I just made my own. <laughs> I completely just went off the reservation and made my own mistakes trying not to create theirs. Yeah. So it didn't, I don't want to say it backfired, but it I feel was, like my sister was a little bit more sneaky about her mistakes. So my parents weren't as aware, you know, well, so I had to come up with excuses. Cause I had three before me that just had, they had every excuse in the book and they were all sneaky. And they, by the time I got, got older, they had learned all of the tricks and all the sneakiness. So it went both ways. So, yeah. So I was like, I can't get away with anything because they already did it all. Like I could never, I was never allowed to stay home whenever my parents were out of town. Because they always had parties. Yeah. Um, but I got a ton of stuff they never did. Yeah. Because they had all moved out of the house and I at one point was like an only child and everything. Yeah. So yes, I was spoiled. So no, I had I had a curfew in college where they didn't have curfews in freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. But um, I also didn't have to buy my first car and I didn't have to um, help pay bills like that I incurred or anything like mm -hmm. that. They paid my cell phone. Like, I mean... So yeah. Oh, big deal. I had a curfew. I also didn't have to buy a car. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciated that. I, I got it. Mm -hmm. Um, they taught me that. That's awesome. They taught me to be grateful. So yes, while I was, I was spoiled, I was not a brat. It, I mean, they'd probably disagree. Yeah. But compared to my friends that are actual spoiled brats. Yeah. No, I'm not one. <laughs> <laughs> they should, they should have met some of my other friends. Yeah. Right. I was a grateful kid. So at least I tried to be. My parents, they worked really hard for me. Yeah. They, they spent a lot of money for me to play volleyball. And I mean, after Ryan was born, I made that call. I called them. Hey, you, I'm, thank you. Thank you for every time y'all stayed up when I was sick. Thank you for every time y'all dealt with my attitude. Thank you for the volleyball. Thank you for everything. I hope I can do what you guys did mm -hmm. for my daughter. So all the bad does, doesn't touch the good. Yeah. The good outweighed the bad. So my childhood was great. Yeah. My childhood so. was really great too. I mean, there was some bad shit, but everybody has bad shit. That's the whole point of life, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's living. It's living. Living can suck balls sometimes. Yes. But. That sometimes in life, you know, um, especially when it comes to like little things, especially for right now, Sadie being seven, you know, like everything is blown up and exacerbated by like a hundred yes you know so even as something as simple as putting clothes away <laughs> putting clothes away she will have a meltdown because it's, it's so much you know i'm just like you know it's really not if you just sit down and like just go through it you mm -hmm. know i mean you have this like whole mentality that it's just like i i, I don't want to do this i don't want to do this well no, you don't want to do it, but you're going to do it because you have to. You do. You have to do things that you don't want to sometimes. I mean, at seven, I don't remember if I was the one that was, you know, like I probably wasn't, you know, like I think my mom was probably still doing my laundry at seven, putting it away and everything, you know, I mean, yeah, my I don't, I don't remember otherwise, but I feel like pushing that on them, making them responsible for their, you know, their clothes their bed, mm -hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Honey, in, in life, you know, like as an adult, because you complain that, you know, you're, you're, I'm just a baby. I'm just a kid, you know. Mm -hmm. nah, 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 nah. Okay. Well, you know, you want to be an adult. Okay. 
this is your first lesson. Okay, like yeah. doing things that you don't like to do, doing things you do not Push want to that do. Laundry on them, girl. Do it. Do it. I'm telling you, do it because I wasn't allowed to do my own laundry. Yeah. And almost almost until I moved out. Kira handles all her laundry. So whenever I moved out, I didn't know how to do laundry. Yeah. I spent three months not just buying new clothes because I didn't know how to do laundry. Because, I should have taught Kira. So I didn't. I I never got taught. Yeah. And my dad did the laundry for everybody. So yeah, push it, girl. Push it. Push that laundry on yeah. him because, yes, awesome. I can change a tire and my oil and I can, you know, balance a checkbook. And it's awesome. I'll teach you how to do that stuff. Um, no, I'm just kidding. You got him. But, uh, but I can teach you. Um, so I had to know all this stuff before I drove a car because my dad wanted me to be prepared. Right? Yeah. Nobody prepared me to, to, to take care of my clothes when I moved out. It, I, okay, so I was told at one point by a parent that I spend too much money on your clothes for you to fuck them up. Hmm. So that's why I couldn't do my own laundry. Mm. So, and by the time I was gone, like I didn't, I, I thought you literally could only wash reds together. No, I'm not even kidding. So it's like I, I did, it was, it was a disaster. And now I'm 38 and I still suck at doing laundry. I washed clothes two days ago. I washed one load and they are still in the dryer because I cannot remember that they're even there. That's how sad. That's how little <laughs> I do laundry. Yeah. 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 So yes, it will, it can have a long lasting effect. Yeah. So you, man, you, you tell Sadie, don't end up like Katie. <laughs> I will tell her some horror stories. I'll scare her ass into doing some laundry. <laughs> Nice. So you will fight with your future husband for the rest of your life if you cannot learn how to do laundry now. <laughs> he will look at you and say, "Why can't you do laundry?" And you're gonna say, "I don't know." So right. yeah, no, you yes. So. Don't be that woman. Don't don't be a Katie. Don't be a Katie in the world of Katies. Don't be that Katie. Don't be that Katie, but be a Katie. Be a Katie, Katie. but don't be that Katie. <laughs> <laughs> if I can impart any wisdom on you guys today, um, teach your kids to do laundry before they move out. Yeah. Um, and and how to check their tire pressure? Jesus Christ! I had a whole conversation with somebody at work about this. She's she's like, oh what? I said, do you have a tire pressure gauge in your car? She's like, no. She's going. I was like, your car doesn't tell you. She's like, no. I was like, okay. So do you know which tire it is? No. <laughs> so I about that. I had to go. I had to get my tire pressure gauge out of my car and I had to walk around her car. I'm like, okay, that's the one that's low. <laughs> they drive it around the back of the shop and have the guys put air in it. I said, take this tire gauge and give it to him and tell him to do it. Jesus Christ. I was like, where we live, you have to know how to do that. Yeah. And if you have somebody that does it for you, that's fine. Right. But obviously her hubby ain't doing it. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm scared to drive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry. But, yeah, no, it's less lessons that my dad taught me that yeah. like, have just lasted a lifetime. So yeah. um, and Ryan will learn the same thing. She helps mm -hmm. me wash the car. That's nice. So she has a – she thinks it's fun, though. Yeah. I mean, I have to chase her to brush her hair. But she'll tell me, hey, let's go wash the car. Isn't it interesting how, like, little kids, they want to do grown-up things, but then when it comes to doing grown-up things, they don't want to do it? Mm -hmm. Like, they make play vacuums and all of that stuff, you mm -hmm. know? Like, they make kids cleaning toys. Yes. And they are more than happy to pretend that they are yes. doing it. They will pretend to clean, but, but they won't clean. But then you tell them to actually do it mm -hmm. with real stuff. You'd think they'd be more excited, mm -hmm. but they're like, <laughs> Ryan will help me mop the floor. That's cool. So, but I get out on my hands and knees and do it because, mm. like, I like, a, like when I do oh, it. Oh, you like clean. to be Cinderella, huh? Yeah, I like it to deep clean, man. Mm -hmm. And so I'll give her. Like, she'll sit there and do it with me too. 
Um, but yeah, I mean like getting her to pick up her toys, mm -hmm. like she used to do it in therapy. So we would do really well. Mm -hmm. It has not translated back to the house yet. Like sometimes. And when you go in her room to clean her room, she loses her mind because you're touching all of her shit. So, but I think that, I think that my, my childhood has affected the way I parent in more of a positive way. And oh, yeah. I'd like to think that a lot of people are that way is also, because mm -hmm. I, you know, I hate to hear anybody that has a bad childhood. Exactly. But you got to find the positives. Yeah. I think to try absolutely. to. Absolutely. I would like to thank my parents for that. You know, I. Yes. Thank you, parents. Yes. Thank you, parents. Um, if you are doing everything you can to ensure that they have happy memories growing up, you know, that they know that they're safe and that they're mm -hmm. loved and that you care, then that's really all it's about. Yeah. Well, oh, and you know, we make mistakes, but like my parents made mistakes, but like I said earlier, the good so outweighs the bad. Yeah. The bad's nothing. Absolutely. The bad you can is get nothing. through the bad. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some lessons that you are trying to instill in your kids? What are some lessons that you learned as a kid that you feel like you're applying as a mom? We'd like to hear about it. You can email us at allmom.nopros at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. new episodes weekly thank you guys so much for joining us today Yay. i know we we need to be better about staying on topic <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> sorry we drift a lot we if that's a, lot. a problem let us know yeah. um if you don't mind the drifting then um stay quiet <laughs> i spend a lot of time with a nonverbal kid so you have to excuse me we like to talk we like to talk <laughs> but yes and then uh we are getting on the socials also guys yes. and on the next episode we'll have all of that for you yes um, you can now stream us on spotify iHeartRadio, amazon music and apple podcasts yeah we're trying to make the rounds so all major platforms please reach out let us know how we're doing and uh or any topics or any stories you want to tell sounds good Alrighty. Thank you. Bye. Bye.